Welcome to Experience This, the podcast that celebrates remarkable customer experiences and inspires you to stand out from the competition by wowing your customers. Each episode, we bring you a healthy dose of inspiring stories, funny interactions, and practical takeaways. Marketing and customer experience thought leader, Dan Gingas shares the mic with customer retention and employee experience expert, Joey Coleman, helping you to get people talking about your business. So get ready because it's time to experience this. Get ready for another episode of the Experience This Show. Join us as we discuss the brands consumers love the most, a test that you definitely want to pass, and the retailers that are winning with in-store experiences. Lovers, singers, and winners, oh my. Surveys, reports, studies, and reviews. There are some great resources that look at consumer behavior to find emerging trends and established patterns. We dig through the data and bring you the key takeaways in this edition of Inside the Numbers. When I first started my tenure at Discover Card, one of the things that stuck out to me really early on that I had to get my head around was all of the customer feedback where people literally wrote, I love my Discover Card. And I thought that word love was really fascinating because who loves a credit card? I get that people love Disney or Lego or Starbucks, but a credit card. And of course, in nearly 10 years, I started to realize why people love their Discover card. And it all comes down to their focus on customer service and customer experience. So it was with that background that I was particularly interested in a new report out called Love Brands, the most loved brands in the US, a report by Hootsuite and Talkwalker that looked at 2.6 billion conversations, that's billion with a B, on social media, covering 1,500 brands across 20 industries. Now, why does this matter? Because loved brands with the leading edge in customer centricity, grow nearly three times faster than the industry average, according to Forrester. In the foreword to the report, Maggie Lauer, CMO of Hootsuite, writes, quote, Likes, shares, and comments are nice, but the brands you see in this report are generating a lot more than just fleeting top-level engagement on social media. Beloved brands use social to better understand their audience and what they're looking for. Beloved brands understand the nuances of each social network well and are able to use them in ways that improve people's experiences. But above all else, beloved brands know how to take advantage of the last true differentiator in marketing, creativity. And they have the courage to use it in big ways, taking creative risks that don't just stop thumbs as they scroll, but that spark joy, love, and loyalty along the way. Unquote. And we were fortunate enough to get David Lowe, CMO of Talkwalker, to discuss his thoughts on the report. Here's David. Hi, my name is David Lowe, Chief Marketing Officer at Talkwalker. We're a leading consumer intelligence company, which delivers social listening and analytics. 
I wanted to share my thoughts and insights around how brands can improve relationships with consumers. To illustrate this, we recently launched a love brand report, which not only uncovered the top 10 most loved brands in the US, but almost more importantly, it answered the question how and why they're winning. We all know that consumer buying decisions and brand loyalties are changing incredibly fast. Unfortunately, though, the industry hasn't changed its approach to tracking brand health, which has historically been driven by either static reports or yearly brand health checks. So we started by understanding and redefining what the modern drivers are. At the center is our brand love indexing score, which consists of three drivers, consumer passion, trust, and CSAT or customer satisfaction. Now, these three weren't predefined or pre-described. They were actually selected based on insights from literally billions of online conversations. We used our brand love benchmarking capability to illustrate the power of always on monitoring and measuring. And we illustrated that through our report. But what I wanted to share, and I think all brands need to be aware of, are two key insights. Number one is that brands can't just focus on building positive sentiment anymore. They must actively address and mitigate the negative sentiment because we all know how fast bad news travels. Dolce & Gabbana was a brand that, that really was masterful with this and did an excellent job of addressing online negative sentiment. The second insight is that while we all know brand marketing has been proven to be effective, the power of user-generated content or creator or influencer content was paramount to helping improve brands' perceptions. Mercedes-Benz and KitKat were two standouts in this category as well. I think we would all agree that getting closer to consumers will determine the future brand winners and losers. And now the capability of knowing where a brand stands in real time in the moment is quickly becoming a requirement for all successful brands. Now, of those three drivers, just for context, I want to give a quick little definition for each one. The passion score measures the extreme passion, either positive or negative, towards an entity. The trust score measures the level of trust between the consumer and the brand. And the CSAT score measures the level of satisfaction amongst the consumer base across reviews and identified customers. And these three things combine to give us that brand love index. All right. So Joey, any guesses as to which industry topped the love rankings? No wrong answers here. I'm just curious to know what your thoughts might be. Oh, it's got to be uh, cable companies and telecommunication. No, I'm just kidding. I am just kidding. I, they are notoriously not high on the list. I'm going to go with, let's go with consumer electronics, like specialty, you know, personal like cell phone stuff and uh, iPads and, you know, all the tech the kids are using these days. You know, that is exactly the one I would have chosen as well. Um, sadly, it is not the number one. It was high ranking, but it was not the number one. Actually, it was beauty and fashion that uh, led all other industries. And the report says that beauty brands communicate about their environmental and social sustainability efforts in a way that resonates with consumers around the world. Uh, and we're going to see this idea of environment and social sustainability efforts come up on a, on a bunch of these brands, which I thought was really interesting. So without further ado, here are the top 10 most loved brands in the United States. Number 10, HelloFresh. 
HelloFresh is the largest meal kit provider. They're on track to deliver over 900 million meals this year. They are great when it comes to meal selection and sustainability. And as a result, people love them. Number nine is Adidas. Leaning on their classic originals sneakers and also collaborations with brands from Gucci to Lego. Ooh, I got me some of those Adidas Legos and they are fabulous. But did you get the Lego Adidases? That's what I want to know. I do. I have both the Adidas Lego wear and the Lego Adidases. Let's just say if it's Lego related, Joey's probably into it. All right, number eight, Nespresso. Now, I am not a coffee or espresso drinker, but I can appreciate the love that Nespresso customers have for the brand. They have user-generated recipes, and they're really good about connecting with other brands to get them to sell the Nespresso pods. Yeah, I am a Nespresso fan personally. And, you know, I drink, for example, a Starbucks Nespresso pod. And so they do a great job of aligning with those uh, other brands that are related to their products. Number seven is one of my favorites, KitKat. Now, KitKat has focused on inventing all of these new flavors, which get people talking. They've moved to 100% sustainable cocoa, and their iconic Have a Break, Have a KitKat campaign continues to translate really well into social media. My kids are now, when they listen to this episode, going to be expecting more Kit Kats, which they already love Kit Kats. So thank you, Dan, for uh, sharing that so that my kids will ask for even more chocolate. But if it's Kit Kat, this is a good choice. All right, number six, Mercedes-Benz. Now, apparently having a Mercedes in the frame of a TikTok video is a secret to high engagement. Who knew? Shocker. But the brand's own content on TikTok gets 22,000 plus engagements per video. Mercedes-Benz is doing amazing things when it comes to spreading the good word about their brand and showcasing, especially in the TikTok environment sphere. Number five is a surprising one. It's Oral B, you know, the toothbrush company. And I love this because I've worked I use in the-, the toothbrush. Yeah. And so all of their content is about smiles and about using technology to create wow moments, like that feeling, that amazing feeling right after you've brushed your teeth, that clean feeling. And they've done a great job, again, as all of these brands have, of translating that into something that's socially shareable. I feel like they should get that little sparkling fresh smile look for that one. Number four, Estee Lauder. Estee Lauder uses TikTok influencers to really grow and expand their brand, which is interesting because historically, Estee Lauder and a number of the other beauty brands really focused on having celebrity spokespeople, and they still do. But increasingly, they're using maybe folks that are celebrities in a sphere, like on TikTok, to promote their brand. They also have a heightened focus on sustainability Sustainability. It's really interesting how much this is becoming a part of most brands' story and their marketing and kind of the messaging that they're putting out there. But as Dan alluded to earlier, in the beauty space, they're really leading the charge on this initiative, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. And let's face it, the kids are asking for it. And you know, you and I, uh, we appreciate it as well. But the kids want sustainable products. Number three... One of my favorite brands simply because it has my initials, Dolce and Gabbana. Their fragrances and their announcement to stop selling fur have really helped 
in social media. They caused the animal welfare organizations and enthusiasts to applaud the brand and really stand behind them, which I thought was kind of interesting. It's a different type of social issue. But this really gained them a whole lot of engagement and in such a positive way that they landed number three on the brand love list. And if you're not going to be wearing fur, which personally I think is a good choice, you probably still want something soft to cuddle with, which is why number two, Downy, is a good brand for you. This brand invests very heavily in social, environmental, and economic sustainability efforts, and they've really gained Generation Z's love and trust through their TikTok creators. You know, Downey is not necessarily a brand that you would think is really resonating with the young kids these days. It's a brand that's been around for a long time. Many of our moms and dads used Downey uh, when we were growing up. And so I think their kind of continued outreach towards the next generation is part of the reason why Downey finds themselves as number two on the love list. You know, I'm just thinking as we're going through this list, Joey, that other than HelloFresh, these are not new brands. These are brands that have been around a while. And I think the fact that they have figured out how to use social to their advantage, how to leverage the right channels to talk with the cool kids is exactly what's making them popular and making them new again, which I think is so great. So we are down to the number one most loved brand in the United States. Can I get a drum roll, please? And the number one brand is Jimmy Choo. And specifically, their wedding shoes. Their wedding shoes are driving crazy positive sentiment across social media channels as happy brides and bridesmaids and all these are loving to share these shoes and pictures of them. Although, uh, two things, the Jimmy Choo advent calendar that apparently went viral and uh, a little bit of a shared post from one Kim Kardashian probably didn't hurt either. So if you want to read the full report, including the rankings from seven other countries, visit talkwalker.com slash brand hyphen love hyphen index. We love telling stories and sharing key insights you can implement or avoid based on our experiences. Can you believe that this just happened? Each episode in season 10, we're going to do a callback to a previous story. Today, I want to bring you all the way back to episode six in season one, where we talked about the iconic I'm on hold song by Alex Cornell. Remember this? And I'm on hold Well, yes, I'm on hold I hope it's not all day Oh, such a catchy tune and such a classic. Dan, I remember you mentioned that you were on a conference call and you didn't want the other party to join in because you wanted to hear the rest of the song. Exactly. And that's the magic of it. Whenever you can completely change an experience, I mean, 180 degrees into something positive, you know, it's going to be memorable. And that's just what Alex Cornell and the team at Uber Conference did. And in my book, The Experience Maker, in my keynote speeches, I recommend that people look at their own businesses and specifically when they make customers wait. We all do it. Maybe it's between a contract signing and the product or service being delivered. Maybe it's being on hold with customer service. And maybe it's in a physical line, like we talked about in Season 2, Episode 41, when we discussed how much fun it is to wait in line for the rides at Universal Studios. 
Waiting is usually part of the experience, but it doesn't have to be boring. Anyway, it's probably not surprising that some other companies tried to create experience with music after the success of I'm on Hold. And I want to emphasize, this is great. No, you don't want to exactly copy another company, but you can definitely take what someone else did and make it your own. And that's exactly what live streaming company StreamYard did. StreamYard is web-based software that helps you record and distribute live videos to YouTube, Facebook, and the like. I used it for my LinkedIn Live show, The Experience Maker Live, and really liked it because it's made simple for people like me that don't really understand complex video editing. So the other day, I was about to record something, and I had just plugged in the very podcast headset that I'm using right now, and I wanted to test it to make sure I could hear everything. So I hit the test button, and I heard this. Testing your speakers on StreamYard. It sounds like they're working. Have a great show. Testing your speakers on StreamYard. It sounds like they're working. Have a great show. This song is brought to you by Kelsey and Presley in StreamYard support. Have a great show. Oh, Dan, I absolutely love this. It's a brief moment in time, but StreamYard had to fill it with something and they decided to fill it with something fun. Bravo, StreamYard. You know, I was reminded of my favorite Broadway show ever, Rent, in which Mark and Joanne are testing some audio equipment for Maureen's show. And Mark says, say something, anything. And Joanne says, test one, two, three. And Mark responds, anything but that. And StreamYard could have easily recorded someone saying test one, two, three to see if my headphones worked, but they didn't. They created their own song. And I have to tell you, after I heard it, I was like, sing it along, have a great show. Like, listen, you know, like it, it was an earworm and it stuck in my head. And I just thought that was brilliant. You know, not only was the message brilliant, but the fact that the song was brought to us by Kelsey and Presley at StreamYard Support was brilliant. They actually started to put the employees into the customer experience. And by showcasing and highlighting these employees, you took a tech company and said, there are real humans working here too. Friends, if you have more than, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say four employees... I guarantee one of your employees enjoys singing. One of your employees plays an instrument. One of your employees is an artist of some kind that you might be able to get involved in your hold music, in your 404 error page, in some way that showcases your employee's talent. And when employee's talent is showcased out to the world of your customers, two things happen. Number one, your customers understand that they're real live human beings behind the company that they're doing business with. But number two, it showcases and appreciates your employees. What is every employee going to do? They're going to go home and say, hey, look, I'm on the hold music or check me out on the website. They're going to share this with their family, with their friends on social media. This enhances the customer experience and the employee experience at the same time. True Confessions of a Call Center Agent I have a confession to make. It often takes me longer to solve customer inquiries than I'd like. And I know that means the next caller is going to have to wait longer and listen to that horrible hold music. 
that's frustrating for the customer, and it often puts them in a bad mood when they finally do get to talk to me, which is no fun for me either. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling Frames R Us. This is Josephine. How can I help you? Ugh, finally. If I had to hear one more chorus of that elevator music. I know. I'm so sorry, sir. I've asked management to change that music before, but they obviously haven't gotten around to it. Well, anyway, I have a question about a frame I purchased. Do you know what kind of material it's made out of? Because I have an allergy to pine and I want to make sure I'm not allergic to the thing. Hmm, let me check on that. I know we use different kinds of wood in our frames, but I'm not sure about this particular one. Can I place you on a brief hold, please? And make me listen to more of that music? Don't do it! When you're ready to continue, press 1. 20 minutes later. Hi again. Sorry for the long wait and for having to listen to that music again. I'm pleased to let you know that the frame is not made out of pine. So what is it made out of? Hmm, let me check on that. I know we use different kinds of wood in our frames, but I'm not sure about this particular one. Can I place you on a brief hold, please? No! That wasn't fun for the customer or me. They still have their question and will probably call back. I still have the problem of not being able to help them and making them wait on hold listening to horrible hold music. This isn't good customer experience or agent experience. I sure wish we were using Coveo. To avoid bad customer experience and bad agent experience, you need Coveo. Visit get.coveo.com slash experience this. That's G-E-T dot C-O-V-E-O dot com slash experience this to learn about creating an AI-powered agent experience to deliver the relevant personalized interactions that people expect. There are so many great customer experience articles to read, but who has the time? We summarize them and offer clear takeaways you can implement starting tomorrow. Enjoy this segment of CX Press, where we read the articles so you don't need to. Today's CX Press article comes to us from RetailCustomerExperience.com and is titled, 11 Brands Winning with Memorable In-Store Experiences. It's written by Bobby Marhamat, CEO of Radiant. The article says that 92% of customers said that they missed shopping in a store during the pandemic because they missed the in-store experiences. In addition, businesses who focus on providing great experiences see three times the returns compared to the market average. So who are these 11 brands that are winning with memorable in-store experiences? Well, we're glad you asked. Now, although the list is in alphabetical order, I'm guessing that even if it wasn't, Apple would be first on the list. As the article notes, quote, their design-forward stores may be minimalistic, but prioritize the ability for customers to interact with a variety of products. And studies have shown that the more a customer touches or engages with a product, the more likely they are to purchase it. Seriously, have you ever seen an Apple store anywhere that wasn't packed with people? Next comes Birchbox, an online company that offers monthly curated boxes of beauty products. 
They've expanded into some brick-and-mortar locations that allow customers to create their own beauty boxes from a variety of mix-and-match products and received personalized recommendations from sales associates. As the article says, they are, quote, essentially recreating their online experience in real life, unquote. The third one is interesting and, frankly, not likely one that you had in mind. Capital One Cafes. The big bank wanted to ease customer stress over banking, so it added comfortable cafes with Pete's Coffee, comfortable furniture, and open collaboration spaces. And to be honest, I've been in one of these cafes in Boulder, and it doesn't feel like a bank. It doesn't feel like a financial institution. It feels like a place where you want to hang out, which actually has banking services or credit card services available to you. So not surprising that they've created a remarkable in-store experience that put them on the list. Luxury brand Farfetch lets customers request different sizes or products right from the dressing room by using the touchscreen enhanced mirrors. I got to say that sounds pretty cool. Super cool. Next is House of Vans, where according to the article, quote, sneakers aren't just a product, but a culture. House of Vans stores boast, quote, a concrete skating bowl, ramp, and street course for customers to use, as well as a music venue, cafe and bar, artist incubator space, and movie theater. Now, wait a second. This is a shoe store, right, folks? Or is it? It's an experience store. Now, the Starbucks Reserve Roastery is one I really want to try. And there's even one in Chicago. I just haven't gotten to it yet. These locations offer higher quality roast brewed in a variety of methods by baristas who know their stuff and talk about the product's origins and history. They are also, if you've ever seen the pictures, just stunningly beautiful to look at. Speaking of stunningly beautiful, there's also Nike's House of Innovation, the flagship store in New York City, which is six stories of living retail come to life. Each floor offers customers different ways to interact with the brand, including a floor that stocks products based on hyper-local customer preferences. A sneaker lab where customers can witness new sneakers being made a floor where customers can customize their own sneakers, which we talked about all the way back in episode nine of season one, and so much more. Other brands mentioned in the article include cosmetics retailer Lush, the Magic Castle Hotel, whose popsicle hotline was mentioned in our friend Jay Bear's book, Talk Triggers, fashion retailer Oasis, and big box retailer Target. The article notes, quote, Creating a great in-store experience can be done in a variety of ways, from doubling down on great customer service, to leveraging technology to make product discovery and checkout more streamlined, to offering customization and personalization, to adding some whimsy to the experience. Hey, everyone, what's your favorite in-store experience? Send an email to me, dan at dangingus.com, or joey, joey at joeycoleman.com, with the brand and why you like it and we may just use it in a future episode. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Experience This. You're the best listener ever. And since you listened to the whole show... Yay, you! We're curious. Was there a specific part of this episode that you enjoyed the most? If so, it would mean the world to us if you could share it with a coworker, a friend, or someone that just loves listening to podcasts. And while you're in the sharing mood, 
If you felt inclined to jump over to iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts and write us a review, we would so appreciate it. And when you do, don't forget to let us know as we might have a little surprise for you. Thanks again for your time and we'll see you next week for more Experience Dis.